You're listening to the Good Christian Podcast. We're not saying that we're always good Christians, but this is always a good podcast for Christians to listen to. I'm your host, Alex Sanfilippo. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. Welcome back, everybody. It has been a while. Sadly, I have to say that. I actually missed an episode last month for the first time since launching the podcast. And I think it's almost two years old at this point. So I was really disappointed, but I went on a trip. I was actually speaking at a conference in San Diego and decided to stay a few days after the trip. Ended up getting like super sick and it lasted about a month. And part of that was having a really bad cough. And that's actually what kept me from being able to Uh, record another episode unfortunately I tried to get through it and I was like you know what I'm just gonna stop and cough every few minutes and then I'll just edit it later Uh, but here's the deal like that would have been the first episode we ever used like did any editing on these aren't edited episodes unless there's some sort of interference you're just getting me talking completely raw so I started trying to record it and I just couldn't get through it there was no way it was going to happen so um, it's a topic that I am passionate about it's one that I really, really want to do a podcast episode on. So here it is just a month later. There was already a blog post about this, which you can find on dailyps.com. It'll actually be the latest one up. If you go to the Good Christian Podcast section, you'll be able to find it right away. Now, um, real quick, this is something that I'm going to be sharing that's super transparent. I think that you all know me by now. I always share from a area of transparency. I just share my life, the things that I've been through. So today I'm going to talk about what to do when you're a Christian, but you aren't growing anymore. And maybe you're saying that that's me. I feel like I've hit a point in my relationship with God where I'm just not growing. Or I hit some difficult times in my life, whether it's financially or relationally, or I started sinning a lot more. Maybe I'm just not close to God anymore for that reason. Whatever it may be, we all at some point in our walk, I believe, say this. So the first thing I want to tell you, kind of my disclaimer, is you're not alone. You're not the only Christian on earth who's feeling like you're not close to God anymore. We all go through those ups and downs, those seasons of valleys and mountaintops. It happens to all of us. So just know that first and foremost. But I want to share today, um, I'm going to have seven points actually to share with you of ways that we can overcome and get out of this kind of slump, if you will, with, with our, in our relationship with God, how we can start really getting back to a place where we feel like we're growing in him again. And before I do that, I'm just going to share a, life, a story from my life about how this happened in, to me. So it was years ago, but my wife and I were driving home from church. It was late on a Wednesday night. And we had just finished that evening, we just finished passing off the leadership role of the church's small groups ministry. And it was something that we started together, my wife and I, five years before this. So it was like a, definitely like a bittersweet thing. You know, it was like, man, we put a lot of time and energy in that. It's nice, it's going to be nice to have a break, selfish that we're saying, but deep down, you're like, man, like, it's been so cool to be part of this and just be used by God this way to just help change so many lives. So it was one of those things, it was like bittersweet. And, uh, you know, after a while, like when you're not going to groups every night of the week or talking to group leaders every week, it was like, oh man, there's a little bit of a break. But I realized really quick within just a few weeks after this that I wasn't really growing with God anymore. And a lot of that was because my, again, everything kind of changed for me. I wasn't doing one of my primary functions in life anymore, which was leading a small group ministry. And that forced me almost to really stay focused on my relationship with God and be very intentional with it. Now, obviously, your relationship with God should never be based off your circumstances. But for me, in some ways, it was at that point. I realized I started sliding the wrong direction. My relationship with God wasn't going anywhere anymore. And I was starting to just feel less and less close or connected with God. And this all started happening right when we kind of passed off that leadership role. And 
you know, I saw it happening. That's the big thing. I saw it happening. And unfortunately for me, I took no action at all. I just continued allowing things to go in the wrong direction in my life. Now, I wasn't necessarily sinning more or doing things I shouldn't do, hanging out places I shouldn't hang out. Like I wasn't backsliding. I just didn't have that closeness with God. It's because I really, there's a handful of things. Like I said, there's seven things I'm gonna share in a few minutes here, but I wasn't doing these things anymore. And I just kind of allowed it to happen. I took no action to change things. So the first thing I wanna say to you before I get into these points, this is actually my second thing I'm saying to you now. I already had a great point at the beginning here. But this next one is just to make sure that you are taking action. If you're not feeling close to God anymore, it's never a God thing. It's going to be a you thing. So you have to be willing to take action and to change things in your life, or you'll end up like me, someone who just continuously was heading in the wrong direction and getting further and further from God or feeling that intimacy just break away or disappear. So one morning I woke up and it was one of those days where I don't know, maybe I ate right the day before or something like that, but I just felt different. I was like, you know what? I've got to change something. Like I cannot allow my relation with God just to slip away because my circumstances and things around me have changed. I've got to be willing to go after this and pursue God. So over the next few weeks, I made the changes I need to, to reconnect with God. And thankfully God met me along the way. He was there. And that's the great thing about the God that we serve. He's always there. So whether you backslide, whether you're sinning, whether you're doing something that's completely contrary to what he's told you to do, He's still there and he's still going to love you just the same. He's going to welcome you back with open arms at any point. And thank God for that. So, uh, you know, I'm summarizing this real quick, but basically I just started pursuing God. I took that action. I said, you know what? I want that relationship with you again. I want something new. I want something fresh with you. And because I started doing that, I really started seeing a big change in my life. And that's where I get to these seven points that I want to share with you. So if you're a Christian and you aren't feeling close to God or you're not growing anymore, here are seven things you can do. that are going to make a big difference. And I hope that you write these down because I promise you these are the things that helped me through it. So I know for sure these work and they're going to help you a lot. Number one, sacrifice something meaningful to you. Another way to word this would be to remove something that has you out of proper alignment with God. That's a whole message by itself. But what is taking God's place in your life? What is the thing that you're devoting more energy to now than you were before your relationship with God started sliding? What was that thing? What kind of caused you to get there? And I think for many of us, a great way to answer this is just think, what do I love in my life right now? And for many of us, it might be our hobbies. It might be a TV show that we're watching right now or a new video game that we're playing or some new social media app that we're on, whatever it may be. We have to think about what that thing is and has that taken my time with God or was that always something that was there? Or was it just time to sacrifice that and say, you know what, God, this is something that I've enjoyed, I love, but I need to let it go because that's how I'm going to show you that you are the number one thing in my life. And that's a really, really important point. And for me, the big thing, if you're wondering, what did I sacrifice? It was music. So I love music for any of you that don't know that. I love all music. It doesn't matter if it's Christian music, secular music, it could be anything. I don't really care for rap music or country music. And I'm not going to get into all that now. But anyway, there's, I enjoy most all music. And because of that, I'm like, I'm kind of like a music junkie. Like I'm always down to listen to something new. I'm always down to listen to some, some older tracks that I love. Uh, I even enjoy worship music. But here's the deal. I knew that music was something that was keeping me away from God. So I decided, you want. God, I'm going to sacrifice music in my life. I'm going to get rid of all of it. So at first I did no music at all. And then I slowly got back into just worship music, which if you know me, I probably shouldn't say this on the Good Christian Podcast, but worship music isn't my favorite kind of music. Not even close. It's maybe not in the top 10. But I I told God, you know what? Like I'm going to make this sacrifice and listen to just this music instead of the stuff that I really love. And that helped a lot right there because one, there's a spirit behind music. 
So that's, you know, another side note there, but it's something that was really had a lot of hold in my life at that point because I was just enjoying all these different tracks and music I was listening to at that point. But when I said no to it all, I told God, I'm sacrificing this for you. I I made room for him to come back in. So for you, it may not be music. It may be, again, movies. It may be a relationship, a friendship, a place that you're hanging out. It could be anything. Just think about what that is and sacrifice it. Give it to God. Number two, get out of your ordinary life rhythm. So a lot of us, we just kind of get into an autopilot mode where we wake up, we go to work or school, and then we go to the gym or we hang out, we watch movies, and then we eat, and then we go to bed. You know, it kind of just goes into this, this flow at one point or another. But I've discovered that when we get ourselves out of this normal flow that life has us in, we take that autopilot off and we do something completely out of our normal, it kind of shakes things up and it's a powerful way to let God back in. So whatever your ordinary routine in life is, mix it up completely. So a, a way that I did this is I started waking up way earlier. So I decided my alarm would go off two hours earlier. So I started waking up really early and then setting aside that time for God because Here's the deal. If I'm going to wake up, I got it like that early because I'm not much of a uh, natural morning person who likes to wake up. If I'm getting up that early, I'm going to do something really important. So I told God, you know what? I'm going to wake up. I'm going to spend time with you. And then I'm going to get into my routine. But what I did is I just took away my ordinary life rhythm and just said, no, we're not doing this anymore. Here's what we're changing into. Here's what we're going to do instead. And I saw big benefits from that as well. And, you know, for a little bit there, I even decided to cut more things out. Going back to number one, sacrifice something meaningful to you. A way that I made a big change in my ordinary life rhythm was I said, okay, no more TV uh, except for one night a week with my wife. So I took out the norm of like, oh, no, at the end of the day, I usually just watch an episode of The Office because it's the greatest show ever created. Hello. But I decided, you know, I'm not going to do that anymore for a while. I'm going to cut that out. That's going to be the normal life rhythm piece that I remove. And I was able to sacrifice that to God along with my time. So that's another good point. And again, that's number two, and that's to get out of your ordinary life rhythm. Number three. Give more finances and time, which is serving. So get to give more financially or time and or I should say, both those things are really important. So I think everyone, you immediately heard this and you're like, all right, what's number four? Like I'm ready to skip this one because we hear the concept of giving and we kind of think the, ten, the whole 10% deal, right? And that's, that's not entirely what I'm saying. Although I do believe that that is important to be a, a giver. It's part of our faith is what we believe in, but if you are living a lifestyle where you're willing to give more to God, again, time and finances, time being the more important of the two, if you're willing to give more to God, serving him, whether that's an outreach that you're going to do, or you're going to mentor somebody, or you're just going to help out by greeting at church or whatever it may be, any of those things, when you're doing that, it's again, showing God that you are loyal to him and to what he's called you to do and that you have faith that there is something great within that and you're helping further the body of christ which god's not going to ignore that it's a really big point so again don't skip this one give more financially or and time serving it's really really important i believe it really makes a big difference if you do that one alone it'll bring more joy to your life and i can promise you that because i've seen that in my own life number four drop that bad habit this is a tough one habits are are tough. People like what they do and they don't do anything that makes them uncomfortable. But here's the deal. Bad habits are always comfortable. Good habits are rarely comfortable. So what bad habit do you have? What are you doing that's not bringing glory to God? Now, I'm not saying if it's necessarily sin or not, but what bad habit do you have that literally doesn't bring you any closer to God, doesn't have any impact on eternity? What does that look like? And you know, I already mentioned TV and movies, but a lot of us, we just binge watched, uh, 
uh, Stranger Things season three. I haven't seen it. I, I think I watched the first two episodes and couldn't handle it, but I'm not much of a TV guy. But a lot of people decided, like, I'm going to binge watch this. So here's the deal. A bad habit a lot of us have is to sit down and binge watch every new TV show that comes out that looks the slightest bit interesting to us. That's a bad habit. It doesn't have any eternal value. It's not helping your relationship with God or any relationship for that matter. So it's one of those things that you have to decide, is this not bringing glory to God? Or even worse, let's say it's something that is sin. Is this grieving the Holy Spirit? Am I doing something that's blatantly wrong or against the faith that I claim to have? When you're doing those things and you're not asking yourself, hey, is this detrimental to my spiritual health? That's going to cause some big problems. So it's something that you really have to look at. What is that bad habit that you have in your life right now? And what can you do to remove that? And this, again, that's point four. That's going to be really helpful for you. You'll see immediate results from that one as well. Number five, spend time with stronger Christian people. Surround yourself with people of great faith. This first off means get back into church if you're not active in church. So if you're not going to church, you're not in small groups, it's time for you to get back into that because that's where strong Christian people live. That's where they're at. That's where you're going to find them. So that's a whole other message on its own. I feel like I could actually like preach a sermon on each of these points I'm giving so far, but I'm trying to keep this as short as possible because I do want to make sure it maximizes the impact and that you get your relationship with God back on point. So spend time with stronger Christian people. Really, I'm not telling you to like reach out to your pastor and be like, hey, we got to start hanging out or, or to reach as higher as you can to just look for those strongest Christian influences in your life. The truth is find people that are pursuing God, that are running after God in their own way. And hang out with people like that. It's time to drop those friends that are not walking with God at all or that are just kind of stagnant. They're just not really caring. It's not the priority in their life. Again, they're more interested in their bad habits, feeding those or not sacrificing anything, just keeping them the mundane moving forward the way they want it to. You've got to find people in your life and surround yourself with the people that are in love with God and want to be more in love with him and want to just make an impact on eternity. I'm passionate about this. I do my best to surround myself with people that I want to be more like, not that I want to be less like. So I encourage you to make sure that you're doing that. Surround yourself with strong Christian people. And also, when you do, ask those people to pray for you. Because I believe in the power of prayer. I've written about it many times. Prayer is powerful and effective. When these people start praying for you, even over you when they're hanging out, trust me, your relationship with God is going to change real quick. So that's a really important point, again, to make sure you're spending time with those strong Christian people. Number six, ask God for something new. So let's face it, God is God and we're only human. So we're a lot smaller than he is. And we have to remember that. I think many times when we start slipping in our relationship with God, our minds immediately go to God, Last summer, I was so close to you. I really want that again. I want that same relationship with you again. Or, or even last month, God, that was so much better. How can you back to, to that? Or God, when I used to read the Bible, it was so great. I, I want to get back to that point. Or that worship was amazing. I used to be so passionate in worship, God. Bring me back to that. But we forget, again, in our small human minds that God is infinite and we are not. So we can't even really fathom this next point I'm going to mention, but the Bible talks about these angels that are circling his throne room 24-7. They've never stopped, and all they're saying is, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And they never stop because they're always saying something new of him. So what that means is, again, God is infinite. He has something new to show you, not something old to show you. And what I mean by that is, yes, your relationship with God might have been great last summer or last month or whatever it may have been. But you never want that relationship with God again. What you want is something new with him. And I think that's far more beautiful because that's the, one of the, the greatest parts, I think, of walking with God is it's always new. It's always fresh. God always has something new to show you and a new experience to have with him. 
It's such a beautiful relationship. So don't go asking God for the same thing you used to have. Say, God, show me something new of you. Show me a side of you I've never seen before. Show me your love in a way you never have before. Let me experience life with you in a way that I've never had before or never even could have imagined. And believe me, God is willing to show you something new. And you should always be asking for that, never for something old again. And it's a super deep point. But number six, again, ask God for something new. So, so important. And now for my final point, number seven, are you ready? Reconnect to your life's purpose. Yes, it's about to get real deep here. Buckle up, everyone. Hang on. So reconnecting to your life's purpose. I like to ask this question. Are you living a life of purpose or just moving for the sake of motion? Moving for the sake of motion just means going after what everyone has said or what the American dream looks like or what you think your ideal life looks like. Just going after that full force and doing everything you can to to get as much as you possibly can. I call it moving for the sake of motion. I'll give you an example of what this looks like. A few weeks ago, and probably yesterday, and the day before, and every day that I get in the car, I was driving, and uh, I was in a rush, and it was probably for no reason at all. So I was, you know, just doing what I do, which is driving fast and trying to get around traffic any way that I possibly can. So I saw a potential shortcut, and I was so excited about it, because I'm like, we're at this red light, and there's three more red lights in front of this, but that parking lot on the side here, it's a whole office this entire complex full of like multiple buildings. I bet I could cut through there, get around all these lights. I was psyched. So I cut through all these light, these, uh, these parking lots and I'm watching people on the lights not moving yet. I'm like excited about it. I cut through all these different parking lots. I'm driving fast. I'm driving a little crazy probably doing stuff that may be questionable if it's legal. Nothing's too illegal. I have a few police officer friends that probably listen to this and obviously I'm not breaking the law. But here I am, kind of cutting through all these parking lots, trying to figure out what I'm going to do to get there as quick as I can. So I finally break out of it. I'm back. There's only one light left. I pull out. I'm like, huh, that was a lot of work, but I hope it was worth it. But I'm sitting there for a second. I realize sitting right in front of me, the car right in front of me is the same car I was behind before I started taking that shortcut. Pretty sad, right? So the truth is that's the way I look at moving for the sake of motion. I didn't save any time by being impatient or by you know cutting through these parking lots instead of waiting on those lights. I was just moving as quick as I could to just get somewhere that I felt like was going to be meaningful. And many of us do with our lives as well. We just move for the sake of motion. So we're just going through doing everything. We're going after the job. We're going after the house. We're going after the girl or the, the guy. We're, we want the kids. We want all this. And those things are all good and great. But at the end of the day, are they really your life's purpose? And you might be saying, well, Alex, I'm not really sure my life purpose is such a big question. And yes, many of us, that is a tough one to answer. I'm going to help you get a little closer, though. You want to ask yourself why questions until you get to the deepest level of your core that you possibly can. Now, what do I mean by this? I want you to literally ask yourself the question why. So why are you who you are? And I'll just use myself as an example here. Alex, why are you here? Uh, Well, I want to help people. Why? Well, so they can live better lives. Why? That way the world can become a better place. Why? And continue to ask yourself that why question until you get as far as you possibly can where you're like, I don't know. You know, like parents when their little kids are asking the why questions and finally just get pointed like, I don't know, man. Don't know what to tell you anymore. Get yourself to that point where you're saying, okay, I, I don't know why. And then whatever that last answer was, start looking at that. And that will take you closer to your purpose, which, the meaning behind your life. That's really going to show you a lot about yourself and really going to help you discover or rediscover or reconnect to this life's purpose that you have. And if you feel like you still don't even know where to go, 
Take time to ask God for it. Seek his face. And this is where I recommend people to get quiet before God. Don't talk to him. Don't try to fix your relationship with God. Just say, God, show me my purpose. Why am I here? What is it that you want me to do with my life and with my time? And I promise you that God will give you some answers on this because ultimately we're all here for a purpose. We're all here for a reason. Many of it crosses over among all believers, but he's going to share some things with you that are really important and they're going to be new and fresh just for you. So when you aren't growing in God anymore, it's time to make a change. And I believe these seven points that I mentioned are the change that we can all make that are really going to help us out a lot. So again, just go back over those to recap them. Uh, Number one is to sacrifice something meaningful to you. Number two is to get out of your ordinary life rhythm. Number three is to give more finances and time or serving. Number four is to drop that bad habit. Number five, spend time with stronger Christian people. Number six, ask God for something new. And number seven, reconnect to your life's purpose. I believe when you really go after these things and you implement what I talked about here today, you go after those seven things, even if it's just one or two that you can implement, you're going to start seeing a change in your relationship with God. And if I can give you one final piece of encouragement, I've been through this and I've been through it multiple times and I I may go through it again at one point in my life. The truth is we have to stay positive. We have to still do our best to operate in the joy of the Lord and continue to pursue him even if we feel like he's not there because ultimately we know that he lives inside of us. And when we do that, we make it out of those seasons so much stronger than we ever were before and we see a whole newness in God. So again, if you're the one struggling, keep at it. Keep on going. Your relationship with God and the future he has for you is more than worth it. The best days of your relationship with God are still ahead of you. They're not behind you. Those days are not behind you. They will always be ahead of you. So keep on keeping on, keep pursuing, do everything you can to be the best follower of Christ that you possibly can. And at some point your relationship with God is going to begin to accelerate again. And I firmly believe this. So thank you as always for listening to this podcast. Thank you for the reviews. I love all the support that I get with this. And I love all of you for listening and just uh, being part of the community. Thank you for everyone who reaches out to me and just encourages me along the way. I'm looking forward to being back with you guys next month. I won't get sick again. I've made it seven years. I'm going to make it this time. I'm going to make it eight years before I get sick again, or maybe just won't get sick ever again. So, but thank you for uh, being patient with me last month and being back with me this month. I hope this episode was super helpful for your day. Thank you again for listening. Thank you again for listening to the Good Christian Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and a review. This really helps us to continue to impact and reach more I'm looking forward to sharing another episode with you next month. But until then, remember that no matter how far you feel from God, He is always closer than you think.